My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Happy Monday, bloggers. Hope you're doing well. I have about six inches of snow on my front lawn, so I am a happy, happy camper. Today, we're going to wrap up stage one as I'm walking you through the seven stages of blogging. So we've got an episode out there on the seven stages, and then a couple episodes on stage one, I'm going to cover the last, or this will be the last episode of stage one. We'll move to stage two after that. And today, we're going to talk about topic clusters. Now, if you've got a blog, uh, and you've had a blog for a while, an established blog, then you know that I really encourage you to define and understand your topic clusters so that you can fill in the gaps, uh, so that you understand more about your audience needs, and that you stay on topic on your niche. But if you're just getting started, then like I always say, start right. And that means starting by defining your topic clusters. Now, you might have heard in previous episodes where um, when I talk about topic clusters, I talk about keyword research, and we're not going there just yet. So you're not opening up any keyword research tool or investing in one if you haven't already. You're just kind of thinking about these as ideas. And what I encourage you to do is pick five to six really big overarching ideas that your blog's going to cover. Now, please don't go more than eight. If you if you feel like you need to hit eight or maybe more, then it might be time to niche down just a little bit. But try to think of five or six topics that are relevant to your niche and that you can deep dive on. Now, some people approach this in a different way. Some people uh, do what I'm talking about here. They start with the topic cluster ideas, and then they come up with a whole bunch of ideas uh, to for articles that match those topic clusters. Other people are thinking the other way around, and that's okay. Maybe you've got a laundry list of blog ideas or blog post ideas in your head, uh, but you haven't been thinking about topic clusters, that's okay too. Just write down all those ideas if you haven't already and see if you can organize them into five or six different topic clusters. So the topic cluster, just think about it, you know, as a as the, uh, the header um, of a list of blog post ideas. Now, if you're starting with topic clusters, what I want you to do is see if you can come up with 75 ideas for blog posts that fit under those five to six topic clusters. If you started with your list of exciting ideas and you would then organize them into topic clusters um, and you know, check, see how many ideas you have for blog posts. If you don't have 75, see if you can get 75 different ideas. If you can't get at least 75 different ideas, then you might have niched down too much. Also, if you can't come up with five to six topic clusters, you might have niched down too much. But I'm going to tell you something, friends. It is the very rarest of scenarios that I hear about someone who wants to be a blogger or, what, or you know, someone who is a blogger and who's starting a, a, another blog that they have niched down too far. It is almost never, ever the case. In fact, I'm thinking about over the years where I formally and informally coached people 
And I can only think of one scenario where it happened. So, uh, you know, I want you to um, look at those five to six topic clusters, make sure you can come up with 75, at least 75 topic ideas. Now, again, I'm not talking about doing the keyword research, you're just coming up with, with those ideas. Once you've got your topic clusters and about 75 ideas put in place, then look at those topic clusters and see, do those make sense as menu items across your blog? And if they do, then this is a great time to go into uh, your site and define those menus and then put some time into what you think should go on the sidebar. Now, I don't have my kind of profile picture and about information or the beginnings of my about information on the sidebar right now, but I did start that way. And so if you're like, I don't have a clue what to put on the sidebar, Leslie, uh, some things that you might consider would be that a photo of you and a little bit about you and a read more link that would link you over to the about page, maybe new content. Um, eventually you'll have your uh, most popular content, um, seems to be the next step in what goes on your sidebar. And as you begin to have products, then you might have ads for your own products on the sidebar. Right now, I just have a map because I'm a travel blogger and a few other things. You don't need a lot of information over there, but the about page is a good place to start. And when you do that, you're done with stage one of the Compass Framework. And we'll get ready for stage two. So Stage two, I'll be sharing with you on Friday. Wednesday, I'm really excited to bring you a guest, um, Megan Ferguson, who is one of our insiders. So stay tuned for that. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.